On the field, inside the clubhouse, and everything in between. This is Brewers Weekly, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City. Here's Matt Pauley. Our first program since the baseball offseason officially has gotten underway. Of course, the Brewers offseason. It's been here for a little while, but it is now the baseball offseason as the World Series wrapped up earlier this week with the Dodgers being victorious, winning their first World Series since 1988. They've won in six games over the Tampa Bay Rays. Welcome into the program. My name is Matt Pauley. If you want to join us, you can do so. The phone number to call or text, that's why we call it the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. You can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Man, we got a lot to get to. We got a lot to get to. Sometimes in these off-season shows, yeah, it's uh, I start doing my prep work really Throughout the course of the week, as things happen, it's a weekly show. So the, the the advantage I have is if something happens tomorrow, I can talk about it next Thursday. So as the as the process goes through the course of the week, I'm thinking about what I want to get to, and then as you get into last night and into this morning, it picks up a little bit, and then within a couple hours of the show getting underway, that's where I'm really putting stuff together. There is it may not always sound like it, folks, but there is a plan to what I am attempting to do during this one hour every week. Sometimes during the off season. It's a little bleak. It's a little light. So it's like, ooh, what do I get to talk about this week? Uh, not, not so much today. We got a, we got a lot to get to. We'll get to the World Series. We'll get to the Justin Turner situation. Um, we'll get into this off season, which is just, it's already started. I mean, the the, the market is just going to be flooded with free agents, and money is not going to be being spent. There's. There's a whole lot to get in. Oh, and Tony Larusa. We'll get into Tony Larusa. You bet we'll get into Tony Larusa. Getting hired today by the White Sox. Are you kidding me? Um, that's a that's a that's a decision right there. That is a decision right there to bring Tony Larusa out of retirement. And I'll be honest with you, uh, surface level, I I kind of think it's I don't I don't know if it's a good idea. Um, but to me, it's it's a gamble, right? It's a gamble. And even if it feels like this isn't probably going to work, it might work. And if it works, it's going to work in like a really big way. So we'll get into that coming up uh, later on in the program. But let's start off with the somewhat breaking news of the last hour or so. The SM, People are making a big deal about this on social media because of the name involved. This isn't a big deal. This is not a big deal at all. Because we all knew this was going to happen. Uh, the, to me, I just I just called this breaking news. The breaking news aspect of it is something has been officially put down on paper. Nothing has actually really changed here. But officially, the Milwaukee Brewers not picking up the option next year on Ryan Braun. We knew that was going to happen. It was a $15 million option. Uh, $4 million buyout. $15 million option. So they'll, they'll pay him $4 million uh, not to pay him $15 million, essentially, on the mutual option for next season. We all knew this was going to happen. And this doesn't mean anything for Braun's future. The The lazy narrative on this is going to be to find a way to connect this story to whether or not he's going to retire, or whether or not he's going to be back with the team. Like, this doesn't change anything. It is a paper move 
that was always going to be made. The Milwaukee Brewers were never going to pay Ryan Braun $15 million next year. It just wasn't going to happen. And them not picking up his option has no impact on whether or not he's going to be back with the team next season. Some people out there might try to say, well, you know what, they could have, they, they could have worked out a deal with him or whatever. We don't know if he wants to play. I think that's the bottom line on this. We don't know if he wants to play, and we're not going to know if he wants to play, I don't think for a while. I would be shocked. Nothing 2020 shocks me. I would be pretty surprised if we hear anything in terms of playing or not playing in 2021 from Braun before the calendar actually turns to 2021. This is going to be a topic on this show very often on a week-in, week-out basis on what's going to happen with, uh, with, with Ryan Braun because we're not going to hear anything from November. We're not going to hear anything in December. I wouldn't be shocked if it's, if it's February or even coming up on spring training because you know, when you heard him talk down the stretch of the season, he sounded like a guy who was at peace with the idea that his career could be over. And for a guy who has accomplished everything that Braun has accomplished, who dealt with as much pain as he dealt with this year, uh, that was he, that back issue just would not let up. And I think it would have been a very different season for him had they had a standard 162-game season going through spring training, no summer camp, none of that. His his body is trained in a certain way. Look, don't I'm not telling you that he was going to go out and play 155 games this year. I'm not saying that at all. Even in a 162-game season, he would have certainly had a number of days off. He probably would have had a stint or two on the injured list. I'm not, I'm not saying that the difference between the 162-game season and uh, the 60-game season the Brewers had was the difference between what he dealt with and the guy who was 100% healthy through the year. That is not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is he had, his body was ready to go through the standard preseason routine. And that all got fouled up, and I don't think anybody can, I think it's pretty clear, I'll put it this way, and whether it's a health standpoint or whether it's a baseball standpoint, when you look at the quality of baseball that was played this year, I think it's pretty clear that not having a full spring training and having all that time off and then coming back with the shortened summer camp, it's pretty clear that that impacted the baseball in in a really big way. You know, there's been times in my life where you're a few weeks into spring training and you're going, why are they still doing this? Let's just start the regular season already. I am never, I am never going to think that again for the rest of my life. They need every single day of spring training as far as I'm concerned. I still think the most amazing statistic, This, if there is one statistic about the Brewers in 2020, that I am going to remember for the rest of my life, which probably means you are going to hear it from me over and over and over, was that the 2020 Brewers had the worst batting average in club history, yet they were the second-best hitting team in the National League Central. It is still one of the most astonishing statistics that I've ever seen. They had such a bad offensive year. Yet their team batting average was second in the National League Central this year. It's incredible that that is a true statement. So 
the baseball was impacted in a very big way by the fact that uh, you had the shortened summer camp leading into it. Uh, I don't I don't have any feeling that Ryan Braun is going to go through another year like baseball had this year. That's for somebody who has accomplished as much as he has accomplished. That doesn't seem like something that's fun. That that was a that was a bear to get through this year. I think for the players, with all the social distancing, everything that they had to do, the the way the road was different, it gets to a point in your career where you you probably just you got to leave your family and then you got to go do that, and you've made your money. So if if our public health situation does not change in a way that it's clear that things are going to look somewhat normal next year, where guys are not going to be sequestered in their hotel room when the team is on the road outside of being at the ballpark, I think that's that would be a pretty good indication that Braun would not be back next year. If it looks somewhat normal, maybe he will be back. Um, yeah, that's that's probably uh, that that that. I think that's a big part of it. The money stuff, I think they would figure out. I I don't see money, uh, and and that's kind of odd considering what we're going to talk about later on in this program. But I think if there is if there's interest from Ryan Braun in being back next year, I would expect the interest to be mutual, and I would think they would be able to work through the money stuff without a problem. If you want to join us, you can do so, 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. It's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. We're back with more in a moment. It's Brewers Weekly. Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. With the bumper music, we have uh, we have good conversations, myself and Greg, uh, where music is referenced, and that song was referenced during a uh, during a pregame chat. We're calling this show a game during a uh, pre-show chat, a pregame chat, and he's bringing it in strong here on Brewers Weekly. Welcome back in to the program, 855-616-1620. That's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can also tweet in if you would like, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. I want to touch on this really quickly, and I think my take on what happened in the World Series might be a little bit different than a lot of people. Now, let me say this. I really wish Blake Snell would have stayed in that game. I really, really wish that Blake Snell would have stayed in that game. Uh, I, I, it would have looked, I think we can all, all agree in hindsight that that would have given them a better chance to win that single game. Something that I encounter a lot in doing a post-game show is the second-guessing that that you make of a manager like we we do it all the time with Craig Council that's it's part of the job right like you don't become a major league manager without knowing that decisions that you make are going to be second guessed and the really challenging aspect of that is a manager is making a decision in the moment not being able to tell the future while the second guessers are doing said second guessing with with the results and I say this all the time. Just because a decision works doesn't mean it was a good decision, and just because a decision doesn't work means it was a bad decision. If you make a decision 
in baseball that works seven out of ten times. Those three times that it doesn't work doesn't mean it was a bad decision those three times. It simply simply means it didn't work those three times. Now, that's not an apples-to-apples comparison to what's going on right now or what went on in that, in that World Series of Blake Snell. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. The Tampa Bay Rays, there are some similarities to the Brewers. I think when you look at the Rays, they are really good at finding every advantage. They are very good at using the analytics. They are very good at using the numbers. They're very good at using the matchups. I mean, any, any advantage that can be had based off data, they take. They, they have perhaps replaced. You know, that, that was what we always used to say about the Oakland Athletics. They, they have pro- I, I think right now the Rays are the gold standard in Major League Baseball when it comes to uh, exploiting any advantage that you can find in any way, shape, or form. So they have won baseball games. They got to the World Series. They won a lot of baseball games playing the game in a certain way. And at times that certain way is aesthetically unpleasing. It is not pleasing when you got a guy doing what Blake Snell was doing and you pull him. It looks bad. It feels bad. Anybody who has watched baseball for any extended period of time does not like it, right? Like you can't watch that and like that move because it you, you want guys to um you want guys to be able to go out there and compete. When I before I got to Milwaukee, I was in Colorado, and I remember at one point the Rockies went to a four-man rotation, and in their four-man rotation, guys had a pitch count, and I can't remember what it was. I think it was seventy. I think it was seventy. And the thing I did, and it didn't work, by the way. They they ditched it after like two or three weeks of them doing it. But the thing I didn't like about the four-man rotation, and specifically the pitch count, was you always appreciate the starting pitcher who goes out and gets like blown up in the first inning. Maybe not blown up, because if you get really blown up, you're out of the game. But really struggles in the first inning. Gives up three or four runs. Throws like 25, 30 pitches in the first inning. And then they're able to lock in. And they're able to battle. And they give you five innings. Somehow, some way, they get through five. They got 105 pitches. They don't give up any runs in innings two through five. And they keep you in the game because they grind it out. They battle it out. They figure out a way. And the thing that I hated the most when the Colorado Rockies went to that four-man rotation and that pitch count, which I think was at 70, was the scenario that I just described couldn't happen. If a guy had a bad start to the game, if a guy struggled in the first inning, his day was going to be over in like two innings. And it didn't give the guys the chance to battle. I like guys being able to battle. I like guys going deep into games. And that's why the Blake Snell decision stinks. Because he wasn't given the opportunity. He didn't even have to battle. It wasn't like he was pitching poorly at that moment. That's where that description of what I was saying doesn't even completely apply to what was happening. But what? it gives up a hit and all of a sudden, boom, he's out of there. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't look good. But again, I'll say this, and I know that decision didn't work. I know that decision didn't work. The Rays found a way to win. The Rays found a way to win enough games to get to the World Series. That's an accomplishment. That is a big accomplishment to get to the World Series. That You have to win a lot of baseball games to get to the World Series. 
and they stuck by their plan. They were disciplined to their plan. So when it came to that moment, their plan, their template said, it's time to get Snell out of the game. We can sit there and say, okay, that, that wasn't a good decision. But that was the plan that was, was being used for the Rays. And that time it didn't work. So that takes me back to what I said at the beginning. If you make a decision and it works seven out of times and it doesn't work three out of time, three of the ten times, that doesn't mean it was a bad decision those three times. Was that a bad decision to take Blake Snell out? Like I can, It's really easy to make that argument that, yes, it was. Why are you doing that? But I also think when you dive in a little bit, you can say, okay, they were, they were following the blueprint that got them to the World Series. And there's something about that. You know, I, I used to have a boss that um, would talk to me about something. No, it was a radio boss. And when, when, he was, uh, when he was coaching me, let's say I got off on some sort of crazy tangent that maybe had nothing to do with sports. I would never do that. And he basically said, the, 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 the analogy was, a restaurant can have the best pizza in the world. And if it's a Chinese restaurant and you walk in and they got the best pizza in the world, it doesn't matter because you went there to get Chinese food. Again, non apples to apples comparison here, and we're doing a lot of food stuff. If the Rays are going to get to the World Series using a plan, using a template, winning games in a certain kind of way, that's who they are, that's who we expect them to be, then why do you expect them to be somebody different at that moment in the game? I think it's something to think about. You can join us if you want to. 855 is the Acunet Mortgage Talk at text line. You can tweet into the program as well, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. This is Brewers Weekly. It's Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. Brewers Weekly rolling on here on WTMJ. We still do this every Thursday night. Uh, next Thursday, I say we do this every Thursday, except next Thursday. The, the Packers have a Thursday night game next week, right? Greg, am I correct on that? Oh, yeah, play the 49ers. Okay. All right, I, I thought it was next week. So uh, we will not have Brewers Weekly next <laughs> Thursday. But then the, the Thursday after that, we will be back. And we may be we may be then on every single Thursday until the NFL draft. That might be the next Thursday that we get uh, preempted for uh, some reason. Again, if you want to join us, Acunet Mortgage Talk and Tax Line, 855-616-1620. Um, yeah, you can call, you can text, you can tweet in as well, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. I want to get into the Justin Turner thing, and I, I struggle with this stuff because, unfortunately, in the world we live in right now, anything coronavirus-related is politicized. And I want to talk about this in a very non-political way. But here, here's the bottom line. If I sit there and say, oh, he, he should have stayed in isolation. He should have never gone out and celebrated with the team. Then like, there's going to be people out there, ah, that crazy liberal on the radio. And then, or I could be, I could say, oh, he was fine. Of course he should go out and celebrate with his team and take the mask off. Masks are dumb, yada, yada, yada. There's, ah, oh, that crazy conservative. Like, so, and, and, and I stay away from politics. My goal in doing sports talk 
is for people to never have any clue where I stand on a uh, on a political spectrum. So it's I, I, I get into this conversation in the most apolitical way possible. But unfortunately, we're living in a world right now where a public health crisis has become incredibly politicized. So no matter what I say, if I'm going in one direction or the other, people are going to think that I'm taking a political stance on it. I'm not. All I can tell you is I'm not. And I'm also going to play both sides. I see why he went out and celebrated. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, potentially. So many baseball players go through their careers and never win a World Series. Pretty good chance that Justin Turner is, is not going to win another World Series. Just just from a, from a raw numbers standpoint, uh, and, and we'll see where he is even playing in the future. You, you just won the World Series. The single greatest accomplishment you can have as a baseball player. And part of the... Part of winning the World Series is the celebration that goes with it and, and being with your teammates, and especially in a year like this year where you had to go through so much. Everything I was talking about earlier with Ryan Braun and why he may or may not play next year depending on uh, what baseball looks like. Um, and if you remember, uh, when, when the Brewers clinched a playoff spot, I remember Craig Council was asked about what uh, what they did to celebrate. And I don't have the exact like cut or anything here, but essentially he was like, well, we might have done some things that broke some protocols. Like that, that, it was the celebration. Now, it's one thing. It's, that's, that's, <laughs> it's a very different comparison because nobody had tested positive with the Brewers, and maybe they just got a little you know, rambunctious there in the, the clubhouse and there wasn't social distancing. I'm not trying to completely compare that to what happened with Justin Turner, but the point remains... As great that that's the accomplishment right there. That's it. You won the World Series, and you're you're being asked to sit in a little room all alone while your teammates go celebrate. That's that's horrible. That's horrible. So I get it from that side. On the other side of it, and the other side is just as valid. The other side is just as valid. You got a guy who's tested positive. He's, he's in close contact. His manager, somebody who battled cancer, he's, he's sitting right next to him, basically touching him as he takes his mask off during the photo. Um, yeah, these guys are young guys, and they are, um, for the most part, you would think that they're, they're going to be safe and they're going to be healthy. And as Major League Baseball players, they have the best medical care available to them. So somebody can argue that the risk was very low. But that's a that's a tough argument to make. Like this is this is a no win situation, and I think I think it's smart to look at it from both sides. And I'm not going to have a final answer on this. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Justin Turner was wrong, that he absolutely should not have come out to to the field. And I'm not going to tell you that he was absolutely correct. And you know that was you, you can't miss out on the opportunity to celebrate a World Series championship. Uh, because because of the virus. Like, I'm not going to tell you either of those things because I don't know what the right answer is. Maybe, non-sports take. Maybe a lot of us should take a step back and go, I don't really know what the right answer is on this right now, so I'm just going to kind of sit back and evaluate things. But it's, it's another sidebar, second sidebar, what's going on with the Wisconsin Badgers right now is a perfect example of us seeing that, we have, that nobody has any clue what they're doing, basically, and that's probably too strong of a statement. But the antigen test 
came back negative on a bunch of guys, and then that second test comes back positive. The antigen test was supposed to be the one that, yeah, you were probably going to get some false positives out of it, but you weren't going to get false negatives. Well, they got false negatives. This is all brand new, and we've got really smart people and scientists and everybody working on it, but it's brand new. So a lot of people don't know what they're talking about. I don't know what I'm talking about uh, when it comes to it. And it all comes back to Justin Turner, right? This is a baseball show. It'd be really tough to tell the guy, hey, you can't go celebrate with your team. Yeah, you just won a World Series. This might be a once-in-a-lifetime sort of deal, but you can't go celebrate with your team. But it's probably equally as tough to say, yeah, go celebrate with the team, even though you got coronavirus and you might be spreading it to a bunch of people. I don't know what the right answer is. Uh, I The thing I'm most curious about, and we'll never know the answer, we will never know the answer. What would have happened if it would have gone to Game 7? What would have happened? Would have they played Game 7 that next day? I don't think they would have. Do, how long do they wait? Do they wait like four or five days, make sure everybody's clear, and then eventually play? Like, What does that look like? TV then gets involved? Oh, my gosh. That would have been a disaster. I'm very curious what would have happened, but that would have been an absolute disaster. Um, White Sox fans, a lot of them, how about this for a segue? A lot of White Sox fans think that the hiring of Tony LaRusse is going to be a disaster. You're bringing in a Hall of Fame manager, but you're bringing in a Hall of Fame manager who hasn't done it in a while. What can we expect with the White Sox under Tony LaRusso? We'll discuss it next. It's Brewers Weekly. This is Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. It's kind of funny because earlier we were talking about the Tampa Bay Rays and the, the method in which they use to win baseball games. And sometimes I think we get stuck in this rut of believing like there's, there's a very specific way to win baseball games. There, there's so many. You, you build your team in different ways. I don't know if there is another sport that there are so many different ways that you can build a team to win. Like more often than not in most sports, you can build yourself to be like either an offensively focused team or a defensively focused team. I guess in, in football you can put make you know, have a passing offense or a running offense. But when you talk about baseball, I mean there's just so many ways. And while we can moan and complain about the the financial inequity across baseball because there's no salary cap, so rich teams can spend a whole lot more money than non-rich teams. Uh, you still see a Tampa Bay Rays be very unique and creative in the way they do things. Well, the White Sox are going to be unique and creative because they're bringing in Tony La Russa. And let's be clear, Tony La Russa is a Hall of Fame manager, one of the best to ever do what he did. I know a lot of people in Milwaukee don't especially like him because of his time with the Cardinals, but I don't think there's any questioning what he did throughout his career and his ability to get to the Hall of Fame and rightfully be a Hall of Famer. The game of baseball has changed. Athletes have changed. And this is going to be, to me, it's going to be a really interesting experiment because I feel like a lot of people would say baseball has evolved to a point where, well, yeah, there's a whole bunch of different ways that you can you can win it would seem like a Tony Larusa managed team is not is not a team that is going to have the type of advantages that other teams have. 
and it's it's to me it's an experiment. I am going to be really interested to see because you know one of the thing about a, a Tony Larusa team, they had an edge to them. They competed. You know the old play the hard nine. They they did that. Uh, sometimes they did it in a way that people didn't like them. See the Milwaukee Brewers and the vast majority of the Milwaukee Brewers fan base who don't like Tony Larusa and don't like the St. Louis Cardinals. A lot of the dislike for the St. Louis Cardinals is based upon the Larusa era of the St. Louis Cardinals, right? Yeah. So uh, I just I don't know. I'm 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 really interested to see what is going to happen here. In a, I like baseball being the game that you can find all kinds of different ways to be a successful team. So in a way, I'm kind of rooting for them because like in. This year with the Houston Astros, for example, I I don't like the Astros. I don't like that they cheated. Uh, I don't like any of it. But the redeeming quality of the Astros was Dusty Baker. How can you root against Dusty Baker? Now, Dusty Baker is a much more sympathetic figure than than a Tony Larusa is. But the point is, Baker's an old school guy. He's an older guy who came in and, and he won. He, I guess he he kind of won with the team in the regular season, but he definitely won in the postseason with them. What's it going to look like? Doug and Baraboo texting in. Uh, Matt, even though Tony LaRusso won the World Series in 2011 and has an old, old history with the White Sox, if the Brewers needed a manager, which they don't and they hired him, my question would be, why him? Yeah, I think that's, he would not, he would not, he would not, he would not, he would not fit as the manager of the Brewers because of the way the Brewers play baseball. You know, just just the same way that he would not fit as the manager of the Tampa Bay Rays because of the way uh, the Rays go about their business and, and the way they, they they look at things. And that's going to be the big question. And one of the things with LaRusse is the, the evolution and the advancement of using metrics and stats is it has taken such – even though he's, what, 2011 was last year he managed, even though it's only been and, – and I say only been with air quotes – even though it's only been what it'll be ten years when when he uh, once twenty twenty one hits or I guess nine years since he last managed the game, um, the everything's changed. It's so the the statistical revolution that we have gone through in baseball in the last nine years it is completely different now. And does he adapt to that as an older guy? Is he able to adapt to that, or is he going to have other people who adapt to that? And his main job is going to be motivating. I do think. I think the one area, and look, I don't. I didn't watch enough White Sox baseball to be able to say whether they need it or not, but I would expect one thing with the White Sox this upcoming season is the edge that they have, the, the, the grindiness that they have would be a little bit more than what they had previously. La Russa was asked about this opportunity to manage the White Sox. I think all managers would understand this. I think everybody would understand this. How rare it is to get an opportunity to manage a team that's this talented and this close to winning. Uh, most of the time, your chances are are the opposite. So, the combination of looking forward to getting back down there and, and, and checking myself, you know, to, to have the energy and all that stuff, and the White Sox making the call uh, with a chance to win sooner rather than later. Uh, I'm excited that they they made that choice, and looking forward to uh, what's ahead. White Sox GM Rick Hahn. This hiring today is a another indication that we've moved on to that final 
that most exciting stage, and that is the one about competing for championships. Uh, thanks to the hard work of our scouts, our player development people, the front office, our analytics group, uh, clubhouse staff, everyone involved, we're on the precipice here of a potentially exciting run and exciting era in White Sox history. Make no bones about it. Tony La Russa was brought into Chicago to win a World Series. We'll see if it happens. This is Brewers Weekly. Brewers Weekly with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Greg, it happened. It happened. Oh, man, what? When we were talking about Ryan Braun earlier, what did I say? What did I say was going to be the lazy, the lazy narrative? Were you listening to me? Were you paying attention? I was paying attention, but remind me. Okay. I said the lazy narrative was going to be the Brewers don't pick up Braun's option, so his time with the team is over. Yeah, right. right. That's the lazy. Okay. I uh, I have these, and I'm not, I'm, I hate like calling media members out or media organizations out. It's not my, it's not part of the uh, the Matt Pauley repertoire. But I just got a push notification on my cell phone from CBS Sports. So this went out to everybody who's got the CBS Sports app and receives notifications. The headline is, Bronze Run with Brewers Over. Come on! It might be over, but it might not be over. That is, that is, oh, that, that frustrates me because it's, again, this isn't news. The fact that they did not pick up his option was not news because they were never going to pick up the option. They were never going to pay him $15 million next year. They can still bring him back. If he decides that he wants to play, he can still be back with the team and they can work something out. I'm frustrated, Greg. Can you tell that I'm frustrated? I can tell because you saw it coming from a mile away, and it took not even 30 minutes for it to come not, to fruition. Not even. Not even. Brewers, bronze run with Brewers over. Come on. And by the way, just a, uh, just a, t- uh, a tip. Have you, uh, have you noticed lately, Greg, on Twitter, where if you go to retweet something and you haven't actually read the article that you're about to retweet, like Twitter sends you a notification before it will allow it to retweet. It's like, you might, headlines can be misleading. You probably want to read it. Have you, has, have you experienced that yet? I have, actually, and I kind of like took a double check. I was like, wait a minute. I mean, didn't I press the button? Like, yeah, you don't right, have to yeah. check up on me. I appreciate it, though. Yeah, so uh, to people who write app pushes to the good person at CBSSports.com, because I'm sure they're listening to the program right now, if you read the, the actual story, and the story's fine, right? Like, the story, who wrote it? I want to give credit where credit's due. The story was written by R.J. Anderson, who is a, who's a good baseball writer. Uh, the, the, the story even actually says, if this is the end for Braun, either in Milwaukee or in Hull, then he'll finish with da-da-da-da-ba-ba-ba. So if you read the actual story, you can see that inside of the written story, they acknowledge that, okay, just because the option isn't being picked up doesn't necessarily mean that his time is over. But for everybody who just gets the push notifications and has no interest in going and reading nine paragraphs about Ryan Braun, they're just going to see Braun's run with Brewers over. That's lazy. Frustrates me. We're back to wrap things up. Well, go ahead. What was that? I was saying it's bait. It's bait. Clickbait. Clickbait. Is it is it really clickbaity though? Like how many people across the United States are like, oh, 
how to read this story about Ryan Braun and this time with the Brewers being over. Well, wow. it's it's bait in a way that like people would look at it and then just put it away, like put their phone back in their pocket and say, oh, okay, yeah, like without saying, I saw that coming, saying, oh, all right, he's over. Because they'll say, oh, I knew he was done anyway. And, and they'll just fill in the gaps themselves. That's kind of what I'm getting at. That's the world we live in. We'll wrap up Brewers Weekly next here on WTMJ. Catch more Brewers Weekly coming up on WTMJ. W277CV and WTMJ Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ. This is Brewers Weekly with Matt Foley on WTMJ. My plan was to get a little bit more into how the offseason is starting to shake out. We didn't get to it as much as I would have liked to. That's okay. That's going to be an ongoing narrative here over the course of the next few months. Uh, free agents filing. It's If you go do a Google search for waivers, you are just going to see story after story after story on players who have been placed on waivers, including somebody like Brad Hand. That was a bit of a surprise. Uh, decline option. You do, go do a Google News search for decline option. You're going to see a bunch of stories there. Like that's that's the season we're in right now. Baseball teams are looking for ways to drop salary for next year. It's going to be across all of baseball. Cardinals today declined Colton Wong's twelve and a half million dollar option. That's not a ton of money. Uh, I understand why they don't do it. I think, but there's a there's a much better chance they pick up that option in a non-pandemic year, in a year where they don't have revenues down. It's This is going to be a year where I think there's going to be just a ton of one-year contracts. A ton. Because teams are going to want to sign players to one-year contracts, and I think players are going to want to sign one-year contracts. Because the big money might not be there this offseason. And this is also probably going to be a year where even more than in previous off-seasons where teams might be waiting a while. It's The list of players available as spring training is about to open, assuming that's going to open on, on time, it, it's going to be staggering how many guys are still going to be available at that time. All right, that's going to do it for uh, the program. Thanks for being tuned in. This was a fun show. Man, there was a lot to get into. Hope that uh, it continues to be that way. No show next week uh, because of Thursday Night Football for the Packers. We'll be back the week after. Uh, you can always listen to my Brewers podcast as well, the Brewers Extra Innings podcast. It uh, breaks uh, every or drops every Sunday night, Monday morning at WTMJ.com, iTunes, wherever you listen to your podcast. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you in two weeks for Brewers Weekly here on WTMJ. You've been listening to Brewers Weekly with Matt Foley on WTMJ.